the Stokes with Brian and Noriana. It's about to get real, you better believe me. Just got married, trying to make it through life, see? With perfect honesty and respect, we'll get through anything. Stoked to be the Stokes, yeah. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stoked to be the Stokes with Brian Lamar Stokes. And Ariana Stokes. Today's episode is titled, Can You Go the Distance? Yes. It's a double date, y'all. Yes, it's it a double date. We have the Halls with us today. What's up? Brandon and Angela Hall. Woo. Yo. How y'all doing? We're so excited to be here. These are our, our friends from like since the beginning because I moved to LA. Yeah. I met Brandon after because you know yeah. that was Angie's boo at the time. You know, we don't get into right. it. But, now yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. So again, the episode is titled Can You Go to Distance? If this is your first time listening, you know, uh, we start off with a little something that you want, yes. and then we'll get into today's topic, which is Can You Go to Distance? And we'll end with our traffic light and our confession, which the halls will be given to each other Ooh, today. Yes. All right, babe, give us something to chew on. Okay, so as you guys have heard from the title, we're talking about can you go the distance? One of the things we want to talk about is long-distance relationships and can they work? Do they work? How well do they work? Do they lead to marriage? So I found a quick article. What we really want to hear is for y'all to chime in because we know you guys have some history with long-distance relationships. But I found an article that says uh, five ways long-distance dating can be great preparation for marriage. So you guys can tell me, tell us how much you guys agree or disagree considering that y'all were long distance and now y'all married. Okay. So for number one, you can learn to cherish every second together. I'm assuming this is by spending time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very true. You say you agree. I agree Mm -hmm. with that. And then number two, nightly phone calls help hone our communication skills. Oh my god! Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Now, is it really nightly when you're long distance? Would you say it's like every night you're on the phone? Oh, yes. every night, yes. and you find mm-hmm. like even like with that first one, it's kind of like a combination because mm-hmm. you find moments to connect you, even though you're like half a country away. Mm-hmm. So what we would do, we would like watch shows together, and we would be like, "Okay, are you ready? Are you watching? <laughs> Five, four, three, <laughs> two, <Ooh>. okay." <laughs> And then we'd watch, we'd be like, I gotta go to the bathroom, pause it, pause it, pause it. So it would feel like we're doing something together, you shout, know? Shout out to The Following. Oh my God, The that Following. Was, that was our show. What is The Following? It's oh. a show. Like with Kevin Bacon. Oh, okay. Um, Literally kept yeah. us together. Literally, yeah. like, kept us on, like, the schedule of, like, we gotta watch this show every night. Like, this is right. what we're doing. Like, and those moments, like, really make you feel like you're in the same arena. Or you have something going on that you're doing every day. Because y'all were on two different... Time, time zones, zone, right? Two hours. Yeah. You yeah. were here? Yeah. And you were yeah. in... I was in the Midwest. I was in Kansas City. In Kansas City. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. Big yeah. difference. Okay, so, so now we're pretty good so far. Yeah. Pretty good. So what about this one? Distance strengthened our friendship before anything else. Strengthened our friendship. Strengthened our friendship. Well, that's a little different because we were already together for three years before before we yeah before we were long distance we were already in a relationship so we already had a very strong friendship okay we were friends before we got in a relationship yeah yeah Yeah. so our friendship was solid and that is one thing you have to be solid before yeah going long distance you know just curious how long were you guys friends for before you started dating before we were oh, like a official? year before okay. oh official uh maybe a year a year well we were friends we were friends in the beginning but then I, f- I think we were probably dating like after 
maybe like eight or nine months. Oh, okay. So almost a year. We, okay. we were friends for about a year and yeah. then started dating. Because where we went to school, it's like there's only so many black people. So everyone mm-hmm. knew everyone. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I feel like we were cool. We were in the same circle, but we weren't like necessarily hanging out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it wasn't until like eight or nine months later that we actually started hanging out. Okay. You know? And then how did, that, how did that occur? So we started working together. We started working. We had a little on-campus oh, job. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to ESS yeah. and uh, student support. Upper bound. Uh, yeah, upper bound. Oh, upper, upper bound. bound. That's, that's, the, the, that's, that's the transition. Yeah. That's the transition. Upper bound. Yes. Literally, we would watch kids all day during the summer. It's a summer program for, you know, underprivileged youth. We'd be in this classroom and we'd be sitting in the back and all day we'd just be sitting next to each other. And that was our job. So one day I was like, let me talk to this dude over here. Let me find a way about. Let's just chit chat. And you know, we just became friends after that. We mm-hmm. became yeah. friends. You know, we grew closer. Like yeah. we were already like friends, but we definitely grew closer because we were with each other what five, four or five hours every day, Monday through Friday. You know, uh, in the room you're chaperoning these kids. These kids are in class, so they're not paying attention to us. We're mm-hmm. just in the back. All right. You know, oh, okay. on our laptops, and so we were watching YouTube videos. We yeah. Would just have conversations and stuff like that and so mm-hmm. we definitely grew closer during right. that time and shout out and to the WPI for bringing black love together yes. okay when the pickings are left when you go to family institution you gotta know your people you gotta know to know man yeah. you have to know what about this one you yeah. learn to use words carefully yes yeah. how so or like what, is, what does that even mean I mean I kind of get it but like this one is mainly talking about you know arguments and how of course sometimes Context is lost in text messages and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to just communication, what was that like? Yeah, I think that came with like a lot of trial and error. Like communication, we first started long distance. We were going from seeing each other all the time to not at all. And like communication for us initially was very difficult, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm that person where I'm like, I need to see you. I need to hear you. I need affirmation. I need to know like what's on your mind every hour of the hour. What's up? You know? Right. And like, um, I wouldn't always vocalize it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes as a woman, we just expect that our men know or should know mm-hmm. what we need. But being long distance, I had to make it very clear. This is what I need from you. I need yeah. I need you to call me. I need you to think of me. I need you to make sure that even though we're hours away, that I'm on your mind. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you have to be very careful with your words to make sure there's no confusion. Yeah. This is what mm-hmm. we need to get through it, you know? Mm-hmm. That's how it was That's for good. me. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely tough just because, I mean, we were young. You know, yeah. I was in my early 20s. I was just starting my career and everything. And so, like, I graduated a year before she did. Mm-hmm. So the first time we were long distance was she was still in college. You know, I had graduated. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're in two different worlds. You know, she's on a different schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, it was tough, you know. And, and like, I did where, what all young kids do. I, I went out, you know, had fun and stuff like that. And I may forget, like, oh, man, I was supposed to call Angie. Right. Oh. I'll come home. I'll fall asleep. And then we'll speak the next day. And she, was, me. she was like, I called you and called back. Like, what's right. up with that? What's you know? And so yeah. um, it was just tough just because, I mean, like, at, at first we were, like, we were in different worlds, you know. And so, um, you know, I think just when you're on the phone talking to somebody, you're like, hey, I may not talk to her until tomorrow. So I have to be careful what I say. Mm-hmm. I have to be careful. I don't know. Make sure I'm listening. You know what I mean? You just have to be careful because you have this small window. Yeah. And I would say maybe not, you yeah. have to be intentional. You have to be intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not like, you know, 
I talked to her this morning, you know, I'll see her at around 12 or something like that. It's like, you know, I, I won't talk to her until the end of tomorrow, you know, just okay. because it may be like eight or nine o'clock. I have to get up and go to work. Once I get off, you know, I'll call her, you know, and so oh. it's just that limited time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And speaking of being intentional, you know, the last point is about budgeting. So budgeting for visits taught us to prioritize our time together. How did that work? Because everyone knows LA is not a cheap place to yeah. live, you know, and flying fly anywhere. Into, yeah. Yeah. It's not cheap that's, at all. First of all, that's a great list. Uh, <laughs> you can let right. people know under the podcast. Let me <laughs> share yeah. like, that. I'm going to have to It's accurate. Yeah. For sure. No, because that is one of the main things I think help long distance couples is that you always have to set a goal of like when we'll see each other next. You always okay. have to schedule. Like even mm-hmm. like when he's here, it's like, all right, so you're about to go home. When can you come back? You know? Mm-hmm. And so we were very new into the career world, fresh out of college, what is mm-hmm. 23, 24 years old, yep. ain't got no coins. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was really hard to like figure out how to save money to travel as frequently. Because mm-hmm. you came a lot. Like you came like, yeah, you know, three months at a time and things like that. And so he had to really put it in his budget. He had to, there was even a time where you like left your apartment and you like moved back home just yeah. so that you could save to yeah. Yeah. move out here. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like he put in the works. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is a wow right there. That is a wow. Like, I went back to my <laughs> mama for you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He did. He did. It was funny. So I went back home. I had a place for a while. But when I knew that, hey, okay, I'm about to move to L.A., mm-hmm. well, I didn't want to sign a new lease. And so one of my, like, fraternity brothers was like, hey, you, can, you know, stay with me. And at the time, he had a two-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. But right before I was supposed to move in, he scaled down to a one-bedroom because one became available. And oh. so, like, he just scaled down to save money. So I had to put my bed in his front room. Yeah, he was in the front room. And I was there four months. Mm-hmm. Like front room as in the living room? Front yeah, room like as in where like, we are right now in the living room. Where we are. My bed was right, yeah, right where that TV is, my bed was right there. Yeah. And so um, at the time, he was in a relationship, but his girlfriend lived in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And so they were in a long-distance relationship themselves. Oh. But then she decides to move back home to Kansas City. Right. And now she's coming over and my bed is right there. Right. So I look like a bum. You know, like, I'm not a bum. (laughs) It's like, yo, like, I'm too grown for this. You know, like, I I got degrees. I got degrees. (laughs) Like, I had my own place, you know, prior to this. And I'm sleeping in someone's front room. And so it was like, okay, you know, I need to move to L.A. Like, L.A. needs to happen to get me out of here. So that was motivation. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. I know that feeling. When I yeah. first moved to LA, it was five people in a one-bedroom apartment, and my I had a twin-size bed. Woo! Uh, in the living room, sleeping with my head to the dresser. Woo! Uh, didn't even have a headboard. Oh, oh boy! Uh, you talking this about humble? You talking yes. about humble? Oh, oh. It's yes. like I need some socks. Just go ahead and Lord, reach. Just reach. <laughs> reach out and grab it. Reach out and grab it. Oh, oh man, yeah, it'll humble you because after he lived yeah. in the front room, then he moved to his mom to really save money, and so it was like a very humbling experience for even just like for for me as well. Like, wow, this guy is like really because he had a really nice place. Like he yeah. was like you know really living the life and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, he ain't playing. Mm-hmm. So let me not play. Let wow. me not play. So yeah. what did that look like? That decision to move to LA and like. What kind of feedback did you get? Because we've heard a lot of times, you know, women moving 
to men, right? You know, or like just saying, okay, well, he's moving. I'm going to move. I'll find a job or I'll find or I'll figure out how to live my life there. Mm -hmm. But what if that looked like you deciding to move out to L.A. when, you know, with your field, you didn't have to be in L.A.? You you know, what did that look like? Right, right, right. Yeah, I think for me it was an easy decision just because Kansas City was home. It was Mm -hmm. somewhere that I was from that I grew up at. So I I knew that I wasn't going to be there in the long run. You know, I was really urging really just to go somewhere to meet people that weren't from Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Because the majority of people that you meet in Kansas City are from Kansas City. And so my mom was just like, you should go. Just leave. Don't stay here. You know, um, go out somewhere else. And so she was really supportive. That's you know, good. so my family was supportive. I, I, you know, there was a few people that weren't, but I mean, mm. who cares about them? You know, <laughs> she said, mm. like, who cares? We ain't going to blast them out. I was going to say, care to share. <laughs> yeah. What's behind that? I'm going to put mm. the names out there, you know. But I, for the most part, people were, like, supportive of me going out there. And so, um, and at the time, like, I was on my second job since graduating from college. And my first job was rough. You know, I didn't really have a good experience there. My second job, I was there because I left my first job. Uh (laughs) And at my second job, I feel like it was better, but I wasn't really gaining any valuable skills. So I was in a place where I wanted to find a new opportunity. And why not find it in L.A., Mm -hmm. you know? And so for me, it was like, it made sense. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like I was leaving a good job to move to L.A. It was like, let me find something better. Just make sure when I move to L.A., I find something that's better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so... um, I would literally was applying to jobs like crazy. And um, the company that called me back, I didn't even recognize the name of the company when the lady said it. Mm-hmm. I had applied to so many companies. Oh, I know there. that feeling. Right. And it's like, like you're, from, you're from, oh, you're, I was acting like I knew. Right. Like, what's no the title idea. to roll again? And then the title sounds cheesy. You know, it was like Capital Group. I'm like, that sounds like some scam or something. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had to, like. Vector marketing. <laughs> yeah. Vector, yeah, yeah. Like, nice. direct, direct marketing type yeah. of stuff. Like, 100% commission or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And so um, I looked it up. I'm like, this company's legit. You know, I was able to come out here and interview. And I was just praying, like, oh, my God, I hope this works out. Mm-hmm. Because it's tough looking yeah. for a job in, like, an entire different region. Yeah. You know, and so. Especially in L.A. In L.A. In L.A. LA. And as a somewhat LA. new grad still, right? Right. Like, it's not like you had five years experience and could show numbers for, you know, like, you're still, right. I'm still getting your feet in there. It's right. like an early, it's like a... Um, an entry-level position, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. and so it was a new area, and it was an area that I didn't really have a lot of experience in, so I yeah. thought that maybe they're not even going to pick me or select me, mm-hmm. and so, um, but it made sense for me to come out here, and mm-hmm. LA is so big, it's like, what if I live all the way up here, and mm-hmm. she lives all the way here? Yeah. Yeah. Still long distance. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, we're long distance still long distance. Right. have to go through this again. That's you real, know? yeah. And so, it was just tough, you know, and so, I, you but, know, and luckily, you know, the job that I got was, like, downtown. She was living in Hollywood at the time, so it, it worked out, yeah. you know. And, and I, I will yeah. say that during that whole transition of us being long distance, you always have these moments in life where you find out who your friends are, mm-hmm. you know? And for me being here, I found out who my friends were as, as far as like, uh, Brandon's a good guy. You should wait for him. Cause there was a lot of people like, girl, you in a new city. Mm-hmm. You need to be doing your own thing. <laughs> like, da, 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 da. and then he also had people in his ear. Like she's off in LA. Like you're in Kansas. You're doing your own thing. You have a great place. And even when he decided to move, he had people like, why are you moving for this, for this girl? You know what I'm saying? And so, and it would come out of the mouths of people. It's like, we've been friends for years. Yeah. And wow. you're saying this right now? Like you're not, you know? So I think that was like a big part where we could see like, okay, because now we're needing to know who our long-term mm-hmm. healthy friends are going yeah. to be. So let me go ahead and chop, chop, Y'all chop, didn't get chop. invited to the wedding and it was lit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. 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 
Right. Yeah. Yes. So when you moved here, you know, you got the job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even imagine what the apartment search was. Oh like you said, LA God. is huge. It's that hard to a... know what's a good oh, neighborhood, yeah. what's expensive, what makes sense from based on what you're making. How did that go? Oh man, it was terrible. Jesus. It was awful. <laughs> or because... like did you guys just move in together or were you? No, that like, wasn't in the initial spot? plan. Yeah. He initially wanted to get his own I place. initially wanted to get my own apartment. So like when I got the job, they were like, Hey, can you come out here, you know, on Monday? And it was oh, like To start? Like, yeah. No oh. one, not not on Monday, but they like in a week or something like that. Okay. And I was like, oh and at the time, like I said earlier, I was living in, you know, my friend's front room. So I was ready. I was like, yeah, I can, yeah. I can be there in a week, <laughs> you know. So pack everything up, pack the car up. She flew to Kansas City. We drove from Kansas City out to L.A. Right. Shut yeah. up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. So Road trip. Kansas City Road to trip. L.A. We made a stop halfway somewhere in Colorado. Beautiful. Like near Aspen or something. Yeah. But um, all the way out here, 22 hours. Wow. And um, we got out here. I started work on Monday. And when I started working, I'm like, okay, I need to find a place. You know, I can't keep living with people, you know, because mm-hmm. I was crashing at her place with mm-hmm. her roommates, you know. But it was a nice setup. Yeah. You know, like, she had her own side of the apartment. Uh, the, the bathroom was in her bedroom. Oh, okay. You know, so it, it was it was definitely, like, enough. Yeah. You were not like, invading I wasn't anyone. invading their privacy. I did have privacy. three other roommates. She had three other roommates, mm-hmm. and, you know, I didn't know them. They didn't know me. Mm-hmm. It's like, who's this guy crashing at her, at her mm-hmm. place, right. you know. But um, but I wasn't. They didn't. They rarely saw, me unless you know we were in the front room or in the kitchen or something. Right. But um, but yeah. So I was looking for apartments and and obviously it's way more expensive out here than it is in Kansas City. And you know mm-hmm. I'm being picky. But all the the cheap apartments are going quick. Mm-hmm. So you can't just go in and fill out an application yeah. or whatever. You literally have to have all your stuff <coughs> printed out in right. advance because there are going to be two other people there looking for that same apartment. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was. The entire process. Like I apply for an apartment. Get beat. Apply for an apartment. Get beat. And one time, this guy showed up the same time me and Angie did. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you guys could come, go go get your bank statements or whatever and come back and we could apply for it." We looked at each other. And it, it was, was like a race. race. It, it was, was a race. Rat race. Whoa. Yeah. To get to the bank, get all of our documents. Just to come back, and the guy's like, oh, the guy already came, so wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not It was available. ridiculous. And then I became a victim of identity theft. Yeah. Wow. Someone stole his whole identity. stole my identity. During the apartment search? Yeah. During the apartment search. Yeah. So it killed my credit score. My yeah. credit score dipped. Because they were like, because you know how they do, like, deposits here. So he found a place that he loved, like, yeah. it was a really nice place. And they were like, oh, well, the deposit is going to be, like, three times the rent because your credit is so bad. Yeah. He's like, what happened to my credit? Yeah. Someone stole it. Yeah. Identity. Yeah, wow. I had an apartment locked down. Like, all utilities paid. Nice apartment in Koreatown. It was really nice. The guy ran my credit. He was like, yeah, you have to pay, you know, uh, the deposit times three, which is the same as the rent. So, almost $5,000 up front. Right. I'm and, like, am and, I buying the building? Right. Like, right. It's like, it's like I have no furniture. I have no bed. No. I have, you know, you're going to spend more money once you move in. You have to buy stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah, at the time, I mean, I had money saved, whatever. I got, I got a little signing bonus, but like, it was nothing compared to what they were asking right. for. I was like, like, I'm like, yo, I'm not giving you all my money. No. Yeah. I'd rather get crazy. this stuff cleared up. So, we worked out an agreement with her and her roommates that I could just stay there until I get the whole situation cleared up. Mm-hmm. And that's how that happened. So it was a bad transition, but I mean, but, but I had somewhere right? to stay. I had somewhere to stay. And it, it worked out because um, I was able to take like public transportation to work. I didn't, I didn't have to drive, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And so I was able to take the train to work and everything. And 
It was good. Yeah, I will say yeah. that even though it was like a whole bunch of bad things, God's hand was in the thick of it. Like he was literally yeah. covering the whole situation yeah. from when he got the job yeah. to even like with the whole identity situation. Because some like, some people move out here and they have you know issues with their credit or they can't find an apartment and then they have nowhere to go. Yeah, they have nowhere to Definitely go, and then go. that's how they end up becoming homeless. Like it's so easy to become homeless here. Like people God. are literally a paycheck away yeah. from yeah. being homeless. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so it was a blessing that I was in a space where he could stay. I had really amazing roommates that were like, "Oh, of course we love Brandon." And so it worked out. It worked out. And then we moved in together after that officially, which yeah. was. We got a lot of stories, y'all. Tell us what was that because because yeah. Angie's African, Ugandan, Ugandan, oh, yeah. yes, a first generation American, as yeah. I said. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. So yeah, yeah. It, it's it's heard or known that you know African parents. Are oh, little, very strict. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. very very strict. Yeah. Even though they we've been together for like a very long time. But I was like, I think we're going to move in together. And they said, eh, eh. <laughs> I'm away. It's like, you know, my God. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So when we yeah. told our parents that we we're going to move in together and we were like, oh, I was just telling them like, oh, you know, it'd be cheaper for us. We can save money. Like we have goals. We want to do all this stuff. And my dad was like, oh, you got, you got goals. Or oh, you want to save money. Well, I'm going to need to see a presentation. Right. And you're going to have to break all this stuff down for us to consider for you guys to move in together. Even I, though you're 3,000 miles away. Even though, and I'm grown. <laughs> I pay my own bill. My parents don't pay for my rent. They haven't paid for a bill since I left college. She got her own house. She got her parents approval like it's yes. very important to me like I don't want my potential because at this point like I saw him as like my future husband I mm-hmm. was like this man is legit like we are getting married you know and so I did not want him to be in bad graces with my parents yeah you know important. that's very very important to me and so there he was like my dad was like you need to put together a presentation yeah, for us to consider <laughs> You to to consider, not to even consider. to, to right. consider. It's like they're applying for college. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and literally, yeah. we had to, like, we literally sat down and broke it all down. Thought like, thought it through everything. Finances, our goals. Was it a everything. literal presentation? It was literal presentation. Oh. Like, we had bullet points. Like, we had pages. Like, we had, like, of what we wanted and both to do. Of our, both of our parents are educators. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so oh, they okay. wanted us to present all this stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, we had they, we had an appointment with them, like, yeah. Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Her mom's a sociologist. Her dad's a psychologist. Yeah. And so, so they were like, they, this, they is, this is the way, yeah. you know? But that was probably the best wow. thing yeah. they could have done for us because it really wow. made us take like a, a look at what we were doing, right, you know? Right. Um, because my my dad was like, you're saving. Saving for what? Are you going to get engaged? What's the deal with that, you know? Put that in the presentation, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You said, you know, you, you have goals. What are these goals? Oh, you said spiritual goals? Why do you need each other? Put that in the presentation. Yeah. You, get, you, you have health goals. Oh, you want to be healthier? Why do you need each other? Put that in the presentation. Put that in the presentation. Oh, you want to travel? Where are you trying to go? Where you, literally. So, like, we literally thought about every 
everything, like everything about what us being together would improve in our individual lives. Wow. You know? And so being able to express that to our parents in that way, when I first thought about it and I was like, oh my God, we got to do this for my parents. Like, oh my God, Brandon's going to be like, your family's so like extra. I was nervous. I was just nervous. Yeah. But it was but, one of the best things they could have done. But it was good. Wow. But then, and, then, and then on top of that, they wanted updates. Oh, yeah. Like, I was going to say that they follow up. Oh, they're like, they we want follow-up. We want, like, monthly oh. check-ins. Yeah, yeah. And my yeah. dad would call. And like, he would say, hey, you guys said <laughs> you guys yeah. said two months in, you would have, like, you know, $2,000 in savings. How's that going? Send me right. a screenshot. Right. right. <laughs> How's yeah. that going? You guys said right. that you guys were going to get more connected into church. <laughs> How is that going? Like, yeah. let me see, like, what y'all doing. Like, what's, what's happening? Follow up. Oh, follow my up. dad don't play. You don't play those games, mm-hmm. you know. And so, but it really kept us accountable. Oh my it god! Did. Yeah, it really yeah. kept us accountable. Like you know, like we was like, we are not up in here just Tom fooling around. Yeah, you know, just so, shacking. Just so that's, shacking. So that's when I, you know, I was saving for the ring. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, let me yeah. just go ahead and just because he put that in the presentation. I was like, <laughs> You know, let me start thinking about how I'm going to do this, you yeah. know, like what's the process, you know, because I've never yeah. really knew another, you know what I mean? I've never really been and I would really su- I would suggest yeah. anybody, like, first of all, I am not going to tell anyone not to live together before marriage. I honestly think that that was a really great idea for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It worked for us yep. learning how to, how someone operates with their finances, with even small things, leaving the toilet seat up, like, you know, cleanliness, you know, things like yeah, that. Yeah, women should leave the toilet yeah. seat up so that we can use the bathroom. Oh, really? Wow. Is, that, is that how that's it how goes? Yeah. Well, well, well. Yeah, that's how it should be. When you, you, better, done, you better put, put, put it in a presentation. You better put it in a presentation. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Lord, yes. consider. How hard is that? When you're done, lift the toilet no, seat No, 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 no. It's down. Okay. <laughs> Is down, okay? It's going down, okay? But yeah, I would very strongly suggest anyone who's considering moving in together it, to it, sit it, down with their partner and like to. break down like the goals, right. break down whatever they're trying to accomplish, you know, together or independently while they're living together, you know? Yeah, okay, um, wow. That's, that's, what cons- that's what marriage is. Sometimes you can get you know stuck I mean? in that. Yeah. Like, and when you get married and you're already living together, it's an easier transition, right? you know, back, you know? And so... Um, but when, you're, when, you're, when you're in marriage, especially like when we did, you know, our therapy, you right. know, like that's the type of things that we talked about, you know. Right. And so uh, her parents were kind of doing it to us right. before mm-hmm. we even got married, right. you know, in a way. So pre-engagement a, it, counseling. Yeah, right. that's exactly what it and was. And we, we didn't even know. And it, it just helped with that transition, right. you know, because mm-hmm. in the back of our heads, we're like, okay, we're going to have to start putting stuff together. Like, mm-hmm. where can we see ourselves in four or five years from now, mm-hmm. you know, like. Now that, like, we're, like, been married for almost, you know, not almost a year, but seven months, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, what's, what's, what's in the near future? Children, mm-hmm. how can that impact our lives? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that, you know? That's but, awesome that you guys have that support, you know, because I feel like a lot of people, they, either they rush to move in right. or they, you yeah. know, or they rush to get married even or rush to get engaged and... Right. I feel like being able to have the support of people who will, you know, require you to state your goals and outline. Because right. it's one thing to be like, okay, like we know we want to do X, Y, and Z, and you're just like talking about it. Mm-hmm. But to write it down and then to have that accountability mm-hmm. of the follow up and the follow through, yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like that's that's great advice. Because I know, I mean, people have asked. You know, I've heard people ask a lot of times, does it make you know? You've seen the statistics saying living together actually 
the I think the numbers point in the opposite direction of successful right. marriages. But I feel like there's so many other factors so that go into that. Yeah. 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 Who do you have in your village that is mm-hmm. encouraging you, supporting you, able to help aid you in those goals? You yeah. know? Yeah, it's a lot of different things. So that's, I know some yeah. people who live together, right? And then the, and then, you know, they just been living together for a minute, but yeah. they're together. Yeah. And then even they get engaged and you're like, Y'all been engaged for like three years now. Right. What is going on? And, and it's just like a Thing. Right. That's why you have to have goals for yourselves and even like have people to keep you accountable to those goals, even if it's your family, your parents, your friends, whomever, you know, because yeah. you can really get stuck in it. You can really get stuck in it. And then, you know, five years later, it's like, well, we just this is what it is, yeah. you know, and then then it's hard to ask for more because you've been doing this. You know, right. stuck in a rut for so long, yeah. and right. now that you're trying to advance or higher up your expectation, it's like, girl, you've been you've been doing this for five years. Like, well, a ring, a ring, a ring. When you moved in, right, right, exactly. And so, yeah. So one of the things I wanted to talk about is the main topic is really just some of the highs and lows that come with marriage. You know, as you guys mentioned, you've been married seven months. Y'all got married shortly after we did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, throughout a few of the episodes, we've talked how about... How long have you been together, though? Oh, yes. Yeah, how long together? Oh, we've been together almost nine. Nine, yeah, years. nine, years. nine years in April. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Nine years. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And, so we and no, no, it's when fine. I was 20. 20. Yeah. Yes. I was a child. Yeah. <laughs> 20? So I, was when I, was child, I thought like a child. You thought at yeah. 20 years old to 29, like, Difference. It is a big difference. Yeah. Even from twenty three to twenty nine, right. I was thinking about where I was recently, and I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. my mindset has changed a lot. I know there's still a lot more to come, but it's like, oh yeah, I definitely see the difference. Um, we wanted to talk about just some of the different highs and lows that you guys have had, just even within these seven months of marriage, you know, and even like leading up to the marriage. Um, but one of the things, because we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. has been you're here in L.A. You know, you came out here in L.A. because, y'all, if y'all don't know, Angie, Angela Mawesi, look her up, Unscripted, Hello and More to Come, is an amazing yes. singer, one of my favorite female vocalists, and so an amazing me. worship leader, amazing, like, any style, she could do it, you know? So she does a lot of work in L.A. with, you know, her singing, but also you work outside of singing mm-hmm. so you have uh what we would call steady nine to five job right. that you do you know how has that been just kind of finding that balance in terms of what you're pursuing or what you're kind of focusing your attention on right. and then also kind of within your marriage like how has that affected that finding balance in that area right well it's a lot of different factors especially because um, and we've talked about this previously when you have a lot of different passions mm-hmm. you know um and sometimes it's really hard to say Oh, I love music. Like, that is literally, I do it for free. You know, I've done it for free. Come on, somebody. I don't I've come in and I've been in red. Okay. I'm like, what? Um, but then also, like, I work in education. I work in uh, student advising. I advise a student for free. You know, like, there's been so many times that I've helped children, or uh, not children, but like teenagers and people in college. And like, it's very fulfilling, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you can really get lost in, oh, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do how do I know this for sure like you know um so you really have to just spend time with the Lord because God will let you know like if you really seek you will find you know um but it's harder because when you we've been together for a very long time but when you are married Mm -hmm. my decisions 
are our decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, what I decide to do with my life now impacts the both of us, Mm -hmm. you know? And even um, with my nine to five, what I've been doing since I got out here is like, I go to this nine to five so I can fund what I really want to do. I am over here, you know, working so I can pay for this studio session and Mm -hmm. I can da 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 da. When we were getting married, I couldn't do that because I was putting that money towards the wedding. You know know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it just makes it different. And even going further, you know, when you get married, you combine accounts. Mm -hmm. You combine costs. My debt. Come on. Come on, Sally (laughs) Mae. My debt becomes our debt. You know, his debt becomes my debt. Like how we tackle it. So it's like in our career goals, it's like, okay. So, not you got a show, we got a show. You putting out an album, okay, we putting out a Brandon project. Brandon be at every show. Yeah. Right, he do. <laughs> every show. He do. He be in the corner every time. Yeah. Yeah. I look over right. where he just has his video camera up. Yeah. Okay, just recording. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, now it's in, like it's our future. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And what I decide or what he decides to do in his individual life is what we are going to do in our yeah. life. You know? And so I have to make that decision with him. You know? Yeah. And he has to be for it or against it. You know what I'm saying? Like, And so... I'm very blessed to have a supportive husband. He's always been supportive of my music. But, like, even now more than ever, I really see it because he's just like, you're doing music. You're How can we work this out? Mm-hmm. All right. So you've always... Okay, so previously before we got married, you worked. How much did you put back to support your music? Mm-hmm. Okay, how can we continue to put this going? How can we figure this out? How, how much can I contribute? How much... What do you need? Oh, you need to pay a, a piano player? Okay, let me see if I can do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's really okay. important. Yeah, and that's really important. Like, you need someone that is going to support your dreams. I mean, you know? a partner. Yeah, a yeah. partner. Like, a partner. Like, I, like, an, like, like we are investing in yeah. this, you know? Because it is a business, you yeah. know? Like, um, and so I think I've been very lucky with that. But then also, he also sees my other passions. He's like, but you are still really good with this and you're mm-hmm. also still to don't mm-hmm. you know forget about that and don't you know tap into that so I think it's just navigating together was mm-hmm. the hardest thing for me because I've always been like navigating on my own like mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know this is what I'm gonna <laughs> right. do but now it's like okay what are we gonna do so yeah. it's just different and with the other passions you have like do you feel like you have to choose or do you feel like it's just a matter of like yeah. timeline because yeah. whether it's like work or going back to school or mm-hmm. you know putting out an album like yeah is that something that you feel like you it's either one or the other if you're going I definitely to do I feel like this year mm-hmm. I really have to figure that out um, because it's really hard hard to give a hundred percent of yourself when you're doing so many things mm-hmm. you know I, I go like even like last week I was in the studio like late late hours you know and I was having so much fun doing all these great things I have to turn around I gotta go to work and mm-hmm. so I go to work and I'm tired I'm exhausted I got an attitude not because I don't like what I'm doing it's just that I don't have the energy you know mm-hmm. and so and then like there's been opportunities that I've had to turn down because I gotta work yeah hey I got this job at you know three o'clock or eleven a.m. Can you come through? I gotta work. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I can't. I can't do it. So it's like it comes to a point where it's like, all right, I got. I gotta choose one or the other. You know. And I think that 
with what I do as far as my nine to five, it's something that I do love. I do love education. I do love empowering students. Mm-hmm. And that is something you can always be a voice, even if you're not working in that capacity. That you know, true. like you can always start a nonprofit. You could always fund a kid to go to college. Like you can always, uh, you know, speak on a board, be a part of a board, be a part of, a, you know, the board of education. Da, 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 da. There's so many, op- there's so many ways to be an advocate, you know, um, that you don't necessarily have to work. So I think it's like finding other ways to express that passion that I do have, but then allowing either music or my job, whatever, to really step forward and go into mm-hmm. that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's but good. I have to like, because if I leave my job, it yeah. affects us. <laughs> it is. So I can't just be like, I am leaving my job or whatever, because it's going to be like, girl. You're right. <laughs> You know, it's the both of us. You can't just do that now. You know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we know your job. Yeah. So Brandon, what do you what do you do? Yeah. What do you? How, do? how you doing? What's your passions outside the job? What is the job? What is your passion outside of it? Right, right, man. Uh, so my current job right now, I'm a solutions engineer at Capital Group. So yeah. it's a finance firm here in LA. Um, they're asset managers. So they manage people's money, retirement, mm-hmm. savings, and so uh, I work on the app development side. So it's more IT technical problem solving type of environment so like i'm a, i'm really big into problem solving and so i'm working like in a team where everyone has a different skill set and everyone's utilizing their different skill sets to solve a problem that's what i'm really big on and so outside of work um, i'm serving the board of a nonprofit here in la and it's like another problem solving position where on the board you have someone that's a lawyer someone that's an educator someone's uh that's an it or someone that's really big into finances mm-hmm. and so you're trying to figure out, okay, how can we raise more money for the center? You know, how can we implement some new software that allows them to do their job better? You know, so mm-hmm. they could uh, run reports and 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 get funding. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If you want to get funding from people, they're like, what are you doing? How are you impacting the community? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not easy for us to pull that information. So it's like you're trying to figure out problem. You know, but you're utilizing everyone's skill set, and so that's kind of what I'm pretty big in. But as far as like expectations in the future, I don't really know. You know, I kind of like as far as career, I just kind of go with the, <laughs> go with everything. In like five years, you know, I may want to do something else. And so, um, but like for me, it's just like giving back to the community, and also like I'm really big into technology and how technology can make our lives easier. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that kind of like like I say, it's one on one with my career, so I'm able to have a job and I'm happy. You know, but as far as working and education mm-hmm. and being passionate in music, two completely different things. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. Uh, I don't have that conflict like Angie does, mm-hmm. you know, and so for me, it's just, uh, I try to be there for her, you know, and just be supportive. Because you, the yeah. way you talk, like, you enjoy your job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Which I, I think most I people think millennials do not want to go to work. They don't, you yeah, know, it's just I, like, I, you'd yeah. rather just... He'd be waking up in the morning like, huh? <laughs> 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 I'm off to work. I'm off to work. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of millennials who love their job. You yeah. know, they find something, they work for a company that they're very passionate about. Some people are in education, some right. people are in nonprofits, and they work some hard. people, you know, are social workers or nurses mm-hmm. or doctors and they just love what they do, you know, and so and then they have that passion, but also they may have a passion for, I don't know, you know, running or, mm-hmm. or cycling or something like that outside of work, mm-hmm. you know. Because you've um, talked a lot too about how your your company yeah. does a lot 
in the community so you've gotten to well benefit from it but also allow others to be beneficiaries of that service so right. in a way you know it, it is because I feel like a lot of companies when you think corporate you don't necessarily think outreach you oh know? yeah right. I see outreach with, back a yeah lot. right they so that's amazing to be a yeah. part of and, and they and they allow that just because when I first came here I was just working you know mm-hmm. I wasn't really doing anything outside of work Angie was working and she was doing music she was writing she was doing vocals mm-hmm. and I'm like man I need to do something mm-hmm. you know and so my mom like hey how can I get involved and give it back you know and so um, through capital I was able to get involved with the fellowship mm-hmm. that trained me to be a board member and so it was like a nine month fellowship and uh, through that fellowship I, was, I did an internship at All People's Community Center and I was just a board intern and I had a project and I became a full board member like last year awesome. you know so it, it, it gives me something to do outside of work, but at the same time, I'm, like, helping other people impacting. that impacting the community, mm-hmm. learning, like, new things myself because I didn't really know what a nonprofit – I knew what a nonprofit was, but I don't mm-hmm. really know how they work, mm-hmm. you know. And so it, you kind of get, you know, into the details of learning how the organization works, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, we wanted to know also because, you know, if you guys have ever followed either one of them on social media, we see a lot of highs of y'all's relationships, right? We understand you're doing the music. We see y'all out there working, right? We see y'all at Coachella. We see y'all over at the Waters, over in Temecula. if you could kind of pick maybe like just one highlight moment you know of your relationship because maybe that wasn't all within the past seven months that's a pretty busy seven months but what would be one of the highlights you guys have had in your marriage slash anything preceding that yeah I definitely have to do the Imagine LA story oh yeah speaking of Busta and all (laughs) this stuff so Imagine LA is a nonprofit here in LA that Mm -hmm. his company supports um, and so Brandon saw that they were. Hold on, you take away this this story. Sure, you tell you story, tell yeah. you tell it better than I do. <laughs> so, so, uh, so pretty much, uh, Imagine LA is an organization here in LA, and so like Capital has this has this program where if you sit on the board or if you're someone affiliated with a nonprofit, they'll like provide like a grant or they'll like you can apply for a grant and get like fifteen twenty thousand dollars to support a specific event. Mm-hmm. So a person who worked at Capital. Um, he sat on the board of, uh, of uh, the organization. Mm-hmm. And, um, Is this Imagine LA? Imagine mm-hmm. LA, okay. I'm sorry. Yep, he sat on the board of Imagine LA. And uh, they were putting together this gala. And so um, he applied for a grant, got the funds. And they're like, well, since we gave you the money, you have to invite like X amount of associates to the event as guests on the behalf of the company. And so uh, we got there. And uh, it was at the Peppermint Club in like West Hollywood, very fancy place. And we didn't know what know. was going on. We didn't really like, know what was going on. We just on. knew it was like open, open bar, free food. Open yeah. bar, free food. Maybe Serena Williams yeah. was getting awarded and may show up. That's right. all we knew. Because when I got the email, I saw Serena Williams. I was like, I'm in. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to be there even when she's even if she doesn't show up. Yeah, like, we free still food. get free food. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's all good. And so um, we got there. They took our phones, and so we're like, okay, she must be here. It's, yeah, they took our phones. So she ended up coming out like we saw her. Yes. We saw Chris Rock and uh, Dave Chappelle. They they hosted the uh, auction. the auction and then Buster Rhymes performed. Michelle yeah. Williams performed. Now could y'all see them? Like were y'all standing no, in the back? No, were y'all, this were y'all standing in the back? Let me tell you something. I gotta get into the deck. So when we got to the Peppermint Club, okay, we went to lay in the front. 
And she was like, your name is not on the list. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, well, never mind. You got me out here in my good outfit. <laughs> and, and we had the list. You went and you went. And she yeah. was like, oh, no, no. Go around the corner. We went around the corner. I was like, oh, you VIP. I said, VIP. Now that's for me. Okay. Now that's for me. So we went and there's a little seven repeat. They took our phones. We had a whole little section. Wow. The Peppermint Club is very small. It's it very, only holds it's very, maybe it's, 500 it's, people. Yeah, it's, it's a thousand. It's it, it, that. Like, it's very Yeah, intimate. 500. It's, there's 500. like a huge bar in the middle that takes so, up all of the space. Yeah, so you can see everyone. Like, yeah. literally, like, we were we were just sitting in the corner at our little table. Right. But then, like, with table, y'all. They right? had a we table. Had a little, we had a table. And we yeah, didn't for free. Okay, we had a section. But we yeah. also looked over and, like, Wiz Khalifa was sitting in the back and we looked over and Kelly Rowland was like sitting across from oh, us wow. and we were like what and like every moment was a surprise so when Serena Williams came up I was hyped because I didn't think she was showing up mm-hmm. she went up there looking glorious looking like she just you know won a trophy just yeah. won a medal yeah. and I was like ah! <laughs> <laughs> but she was like right there and then they did the auction Dave Chappelle came Dave out. Chappelle came that out. was a surprise. Everyone was just right. going crazy. And he was like, I got a friend to help me out. Chris Rock came Chris out. Chris Rock comes wow. out. You just have two comedic legends. Yeah. Right there. And like I was like, no feet. one's going to believe me because yeah. nowadays, if it doesn't happen on social media, right. like, did yeah. it happen? Yeah. No did it happen? Right. I don't know. So, yeah. So, then they came out and they were like, oh, we brought our friend, you know, to perform. It was Buster Rhymes. What? Yeah, man. Don't this hit me. Okay. <laughs> And you know I was jumping. Yeah. Yes. You know I was jumping. Oh, that was gosh. one of the best nights of my life. Oh, oh, mainly Just, because we did not know. It was it was seven hundred and fifty dollars a ticket to get in. To get in, that doesn't get you a section. Right. That's, you just get through the door mm-hmm. and get obviously open bar, you know, free food and stuff like that. But, but like, you got to stand up. You have to stand oh, up. For yeah. seven hundred and fifty dollars. Limited seating. You know. Um, yeah. It was. It was had a whole yeah, we had a whole table. We had room because it was only four people at it the was table. Only four of us, so we were. Yeah. So I was late. We were now I, they were probably like, well, "What'd she do?" Because I was over there looking like yeah. money. Oh, yes. No, and then I was up in there for free. Yeah. <laughs> and there was another couple. There was another couple like sitting right next to us. You know, right. and they were having a great time. And then like uh, the girl that that worked at, at the company I worked at, they were actually, she's going to London. So she's like, hey, I got a role in London. She's like, yeah, I'm moving to London in a couple of months. Wow. You know, so it was an exciting moment for them too. Yeah. You know, like they're experiencing all of this and then they're like moving to London in like a month. Right. You know, wow. so it's a celebration. Yeah. Yeah, man. So it was great. <laughs> that was one of the most LA moments I've ever had. No, that is very yeah. LA. Super, super one LA. of the most LA moments. So I had to take the flowers at the end of the event. <laughs> of course. <laughs> because I had yes. to be true to self. Are those the flowers? <laughs> You know what? That actually, that little vase came from someone's wedding that I took. I took from there too. A whole collection. I'm, I'm true to self. Yes. Wherever I go. Now, as you know, everything is a high moment, you know, highlight or anything. But you guys have also had some scarier moments, you right. know, in your relationship, even in your marriage, and right before. Tell us about the most recent one, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, and this is one that not a lot of people know about because I like, really kept it to myself because it happened at like a really it had happened around the wedding. It was really stressful. So I was like, I don't even want nobody to know about this. So I literally like kept it to myself. So um, it was maybe two days before we were supposed to leave to Wichita. So we got married in Wichita mm-hmm. for the wedding. I had like a pain in my leg, right? 
and the doctor had told me it was tendonitis, gave me medicine for it, wouldn't well go away. I just knew it wasn't tendonitis. Like I just knew something else was wrong. He was like, okay, girl, if you feel that strongly about it, go to this imaging center. They found like a huge blood clot, uh, deep vein thrombosis, okay, oh, in my- thrombosis. Come on now. that is dangerous. Yeah, very dangerous in my calf. And it was there for like a month or like a couple weeks. Um, and literally, uh, I was in the, when they found it, they wouldn't let me leave. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, you can't go nowhere. No You're not going anywhere. Um, because this is literally something if, like, if it moves, you can have a stroke and like, you can just drop, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm supposed to get on a plane in two days mm-hmm. for my wedding. And you telling me I can't get on a plane, you know? So I call him. He scurries on over. I'm trying my uh, best. Let me, let, let's go back to that. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> so like, she calls her sister. Yeah. And like, she's home. So, so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I call my sister. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying my, okay, because I feel like I, sometimes I have to joke about things. Yeah. To keep from freaking out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I call my sister. I said, Deborah, I got a blood blood on the leg. Your blood clot. I get a call. I, her sister, uh, she rarely calls me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so she calls me. I see her name. I go into a conference. I'm like, hey, what's up? She's like, so you need to get your wife. You know, <laughs> now your wife or your fiance. You know, like she is at the hospital or some doctor's office, and like she has a blood clot in her leg. I'm like, mm-hmm. she has a blood clot. Like yeah. she has a blood clot in her leg, and she's joking about it. <laughs> she's not taking this serious. Yeah. Please check in on her. So I literally pack up. And I walked to the doctor's office yeah. from my job. Like, it was like, I think like a 10 minute walk. <laughs> yeah, he did. I'm like crossing the bridge that goes over the uh, the 110. Lord. Like, Whoa. He yeah. went on a journey. Yeah. Yeah. To get to, because I was like, Uber's going to take too long to get downtown and take me like up the street. And I get there. She's waiting. Yeah. I'm just sitting there because she they wouldn't let there. me leave. They wouldn't let her leave. I got admitted to the ER. Like, I've never been admitted to the hospital before. And so that was a very like scary moment. Because they like had all the machines hooked up to mm-hmm. me, you know, they were had a heart monitor, all the things, and like literally they said they were like, oh, she has a DVT. Oh my gosh! Like the reaction from the staff was like more worrisome because I was like, I'm fine, like I feel fine, but like they were like, oh my god, that's so dangerous. Oh my god, like you gotta, you know, come on, we gotta rush, we gotta rush, you know. And I'm like, oh my god, y'all, what is, what is wrong with me? You know, so. They literally like had me like in the bed. They like carted me off. Like it was very dramatic. Um, but the doctor said that, that it happened because I was sitting. Okay, Spirit Airlines. I'm I'm gonna have to send this podcast <laughs> to the CEO of Spirit. Just let him know I'm coming for his neck. Okay. Spirit Airlines. I, I was on a Spirit Airlines flight. Spirit Airlines? Leaving our wedding. Okay, yeah. I was leaving your guys' wedding, and I crossed my legs because y'all know those Spirit Airlines, they're tight. You got no room. I was in the middle yeah. seat, and, like, you can't lean back. Like, you just there. So I crossed my legs because I was trying to create more space for myself, mm-hmm. and I fell asleep like that. Wow. And the doctor said that that is what cut off my circulation and caused the clot, you know? Um, the blood clot. The blood, the blood, the blood, the leg, the leg. Okay, girl, what the 
scared chicken, okay? <laughs> so that's what happened. And they were like, so typically for these kind of blood clots, we admit people to the hospital and you'll have to be here for seven days mm-hmm. and we'll have to monitor you. Not and an I was option. Like, I was like, I'm getting married. Like... I'm getting in a week, yeah, and uh, she yeah. was like, "Okay, or we could give you this really, really strong, right? This really strong blood thinner that might not be covered by your insurance, even though you got PPO, that don't matter, mm-hmm. okay?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what you. I said, "Give me the drugs, give me the drugs, <laughs> give me the drugs." Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did, and like yeah. that was, and it was really alarming because he. I, I I had we left the the. Uh, what was the place they were doing the test? Like the imaging place. The imaging place is right next to the hospital. It's like right next door. So I walked over there with her and we were in like this small waiting area. And so they called her up. And when they called her up, that whole situation happened where they did the test. And they're like, oh my God, like we have to get her, you know, we have to um, like admit, me. admit you yeah. to the hospital. And so I was in the waiting room and then she called me and said, hey, babe, I'm upstairs. I'm thinking she's in another waiting area. So I literally, it took me like 20 minutes just to find the other side of the hospital where mm-hmm. she was. And I walk in there, and she's like hooked up to the machine with yeah. an IV in her arm. Yeah, they're like taking blood out. Like it was just, it was just like, yo, this is serious. Yeah, I thought, I thought we were just here just for like just to see a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that that was like one of those moments that's like, all right, yeah. we're we're about to say for richer for poor sickness and sickness in health. This is what yeah, you're in the bed. right, like right, like sickness and in health. Like he was yeah. like. I, I, I will never forget your face, like, when you saw me. <laughs> like, literally, it was like a ghost. Like, he oh, just wow. saw a ghost. Because it was like, this is my wife right here. Yeah. Like, and, like, when yeah. they carted me off, like, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what to do. Like he was like, I was, I was in an empty room. Yeah, he was like, can I come? Like, can I do, do I just stand here or do I just sit? Okay, I can wait. Oh, okay, well, I guess. All right, all right. Well, I'll see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And yeah, yeah so scary. yeah, so it was like literally in that moment, it was like, okay, so this yeah. is my husband. In these situations, I'm no longer alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah, we were together before. But it's like, and we weren't even married then, but by that time I was like, that's my husband. And I was like, this is my husband, and he's probably more worried for me than I am. Like, he's more concerned, like, talking to the doctors more than I am. Because I, you know, y'all, I was just like, yo, what we doing? What? (laughs) Get me off. I gotta go, you know? And just to know that someone (coughs) is going to be in your corner, someone is going to... um, always wanted like looking at your charts trying to figure things out um it's just assuring you know mm-hmm. even like before we got married that like this is the right guy mm-hmm. you know he power walked over to the hospital oh, in his good shoes in his good shoes yeah, man. hard bottom just <laughs> running like, wow. like, like, I yeah. can only imagine yeah. what would be going through your mind. It was very scary, yeah. Like, it, it, was, it was super scary. And not having the power clots. to do anything. Yeah. 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 It's never a good thought. It's never good. Yeah. It's super scary. And, like, the doctor told me, like, you need to walk every 20 minutes on this flight. Like, you can go, you know, get married, do your thing, girl. But every 20 minutes, get up and walk. And yeah. he was like, hey, don't you think you should get up and walk now? <laughs> 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 Hey, I think it's uh, about that time. Yeah, about that time. Yeah. Get up and wow. get to walking. Yeah, and not yeah. cheap either. I mean, just thinking about entering your marriage without medical bills and right. that's not covered. And yeah, wow, right. that's a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a lot. It was stressful. 
Very stressful. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. But we got to the yeah. wedding. Praise the wedding God. Was beautiful. Got to the wedding. Popping. Now I'm, I'm blood clot free. Blood clot free. It's blood the way to be. It's the way to be. Come on now. Come on now. But yeah, but it was yeah. a it was a trying trying moment because I had to be on blood thinners yeah. for like six months. Wow. Mm. So I recently got off of them, and so like I couldn't even go to the dentist. I went to the dentist. And yeah. I was like, they were like, oh, you know, they were about, they were like cranking up the chair. And they're like, how are you doing? You know, any, anything new? I said, oh, I recently had a blood clot. And everybody was like, oh, girl, yeah, put everything down. We can't see you. Right. We can't see you. And I was like, girl, this, I, I just think I'm coming. Can you help me, please? Can you help me, please? <laughs> please, yeah. Yeah, like it was like interrupting my, my whole entire Ooh, life. Wow. So, all right, so yes. every show, yes. <laughs> we do a traffic light and a confession. Yes. Okay. So with the traffic light, you know you're going to tell Brandon, and Brandon, you're going to tell you something that you want her to either stop doing. That's red, light. red light. Yeah. You want her to slow down on. Yellow light. Or to keep going with. Green light. Okay. So who wants to start with this traffic light? I can start. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. All right. Brandon? Yeah, so I think I have a green light. And I think that for Angie, I think, you know, I want you to keep doing this. Is to never become complacent. You know, she's never like, hey, I'm, I'm going to work this job and I'm going to give up music or I'm going to give up writing or something like that. She's like, you know, I'm still going to do music and I'm going to work at the same time. And so she's doing both. And she's mm-hmm. never let that go because that's the whole reason why you moved to LA mm-hmm. is to do music. And it's easy just to say, hey time to hang it up I'm just going to get a job pay the bills you know like I have a, a solid career in this area I'm just going to continue to do it and um, but you kept doing the music you know mm-hmm. and that's always been there you know and so you've never given that up and so I just want you to keep on doing that because mm-hmm. music makes you happy it brings you joy and it makes me happy to see you happy so mm-hmm. I want you to keep on doing that this is love this is love so do I do the yes. green light? Yes. Or red or yellow? Or... Okay, I'll do the green light. Okay. I, I love how you affirm me as your wife. You know? Brandon has been very intentional of saying, you are my wife. Oh. As my wife. Because I am your husband. Like, he wants to make sure that everything that I do, everything that we have done, we're doing it because we are married. We're in this for the long haul, yeah. even if it's like a simple thing of, hey, babe, can you, you know, pick up the dry cleaning, you know? And it's like, well, because I'm your husband, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of throwing that in because since we've been together for so long, it's even like hard to say, oh, that's my husband, you know, like even just switching mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend to right. fiance to this is my whole husband right here, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. he's very intentional of you are my wife. Mm-hmm. We're in this together. What are we going to... You know what I'm saying? And so That's just good. continuing to affirm me as your wife. <laughs> you love. Yeah, I love him. I love him. All right. So then now we have a confession. Bye-bye. Okay. Yes. Confession. Uh, something that she may not know or you may not know either way. Somebody didn't really take out the trash. I didn't put gas in my car. <laughs> Right. Just, just something like, you know, I got away with this, and here, 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 here you go. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to let you in a little bit. I'm on the spot. I got to think about I that. I got to think about that, too. Um, oh, man, I ain't going to lie to you, man. I, I, we've been trying to eat better, and sometimes I get a little snack tack. You know, <laughs> I break rules. 
You know, you know, it'd be times where like, hey, you know, we should go vegan or we should stop eating this. We need, you know, like we're on this plan or something mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, when I'm at work, you know, someone would bring donuts in. Someone had Girl Scout cookies in the other day. Girl Scout cookies. It is Girl, Girl Scout, Scout season. Cookies, like a variety, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like kryptonite, you know, like yeah. sweets, you know. And yes. so it's just hard, you know. And so whenever I eat something sweet, I make sure that I don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> She judges That's me. a problem. Yeah. And so, like, it, it doesn't happen that often. That's funny. But, like... <laughs> I'm like, are you hiding wrappers? Are you hiding right. boxes in the car? Don't right. Matter. It doesn't matter what health plan we're on right. or that we've been on since we've been doing these health plans. Every time <laughs> Sweets enter the office, I'm the first one. Oh. <laughs> and the oh. last. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you said it and the last. I'm not looking for the leftovers. He's opening the box. I don't say anything. I'm like, all right, make sure she doesn't, you know, she doesn't know. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. But I can see that. No, this man loves his sweets. And sometimes, like, if I'm like going around, I'm like, man, let me get a candy bar. You get candy bars (laughs) as well. This is a confession to me, y'all. All the way at the checkout line. That's where they hit you. And then you must eat that. You must eat it fast too. Because Ross is right there. It's like right there. You eat it fast. So like, I'll go and get something like I don't know, like spaghetti sauce or something like that uh-huh. and I'm like oh man let me grab a candy bar or something like that and then like I'll eat it and I'm like alright let me get away the evidence you know let me destroy the evidence <laughs> oh we know about destroying the evidence I have no idea what we you're know about. About. let me throw away the receipt too cause you may see it on there oh my god alright yeah man <sighs> You got what, Angie? Angela? Um, she processing it, y'all. I am processing, because I think you know it. Well, oh, I don't know if I can legally say this. On, oh, legally? Oh. But she, she don't know me. Well, I don't know if I can say that. I mean, she might see you in the streets, but shoddy. Okay. She don't know So, you. we got, I got a car Oh, sure. Whoa. Oh. Can I? <laughs> I mean, discretion. Now, Wisdom. this is the thing. All right. I got in a car accident. I was in his car. Uh-huh. Got in a car accident. Someone backed into me, right? And it was her fault because mm-hmm. she did back into me. Um, and so she paid, like, her insurance, like, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was on my phone. When that happened, <laughs> oh, you, you were on your phone. <laughs> I was on my phone, and so literally, oh, like, man. and like, okay. So what happened was we were leaving a parking lot. <laughs> you we were leaving a parking lot, and I was going out, and this lady was backing out of a parking spot right here. So she like teed me right there. So you guys were at an angle. Right, she oh, teed okay. me right there, but I was waiting because there were cars in front of me leaving mm-hmm. the parking lot, but. When I looked up, the car's already left, and because I was on my phone, so I could have missed that oh. accident. So it was kind of my fault. Oh, man. Okay, but it was okay. determined. Yeah, yeah. It was her fault. but it was her fault. It was two years ago. I don't know if there's a name. I know. Like, I kind of feel like Apollo Nida, like a little bit. Oh wow! Yeah, no. it was the fraud. But no, it wasn't fraud. She did hit me. She hit me. Yeah, man, it was a big thing. I was on my side. Yeah, man. So. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Awesome. Y'all, we love the halls. Yeah. Yeah.
time we get a chance to hang out with you guys is great because like y'all know we don't have a lot of couple friends right. married friends you right. know so you guys are one always a lot of friends that are couples they're just not committed Uh-oh. so hey. it's the difference <laughs> so we have this yeah. journey together but you guys always have such good wisdom such good jokes and, and just funny stories and everything so we're so glad y'all were able to be a part of the podcast Thanks for today. Our double dates. Yes, you guys. Love you guys. Now, guys, remember to follow us on all social media platforms yes. at Stoke to Be the Stokes. <laughs> exactly how it sounds. And remember, with oh wait, huh? Yeah, I think that was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Be sure to like, subscribe, yeah, yeah, share, all of that. rate if you can relate. All yeah. of that good that, stuff. That yes. Listen. Okay, <laughs> and remember with love, faith, honesty, and respect, we'll, we'll get, get through, through anything. anything. See y'all next Tuesday. Bye, y'all.